welcome to a, a newish series for the Hall Wrestling Podcast. This is Takeover Throwbacks. I am your host, Kieran Brent, always my co-host. Amanda, you know, nice forgot, Rain. And Kieran came in very hot there, so apologies if anyone's wearing earphones. Again, yes, Kieran no, likes to Kieran do. likes to make an impactful start and really grab your attention. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not used to it, man. I'm still not used to it. We'll see each other in real life soon. I'm yeah, sure. we don't have to. Try. We, uh, by the way, a bit of admin. We uh, Discord decided to go tits up on us, so we, uh, Kieran, we got Kieran on Skype. <laughs> so yeah. um, we're recording this on Skype. So let's see how this goes. But uh, the, we're sorry. This, this is a fun new concept based off kind of what Kieran, if you remember, if you're an OG Holy Wrestling Podcast fan, you remember Kieran's, uh, you remember Kieran's project that he did that was very interesting. Uh, you want to explain that, Kieran, how this fed into this? Well, a takeover rear view where every, every, okay, I did it like three times. Um, I watched an episode of NXT TakeOver and just re-reviewed it essentially. Oh no, it was, it was just weekly NXT. Yeah, but he yeah. did have an amazing Gatsby intro. Go back and listen to that. <laughs> I might ask Kieran to send that to oh me just God. for this intro. That's got as far as like kayfabe and gimmicks could go. Probably the heart. Yeah, it's, it, it, it was sweet. But now, what we're doing now is basically we um, on Friday night we sat down and we um, watched the takeover. Uh, and every week we're going to watch takeover, maybe with some guests, maybe just us. Um, and we're going to give our thoughts, feelings, emotions on yeah, all, on all these takeovers. Probably the most consistent thing in wrestling is that a takeover is going to be good. Yeah, it just is. There's not a single bad one, you know. Death taxes and takeovers, and we yeah. are gonna start with kind of, for my money, the best year of takeovers. Um, a show and that kicked off the best year of takeovers, in my opinion. Um, this week we are gonna do NXT Takeover Philadelphia. Uh, we sat down and we watched this, and um, it when we have some questions as well, we're gonna answer it based on takeovers and this takeover in any way. Um. But yeah, Takeover Philadelphia, fantastic show. I really enjoy watching this back. Um, yeah, it was short as well. I forgot how short this was. Yeah, it was really smooth. So some of the newer Takeovers, right? They've been stretching to three hours, if I'm right. Yeah, they've kind of been because they've been kind of t- taken over by kind of main roster. They've, yeah. you know, apparently, there's been main roster influences on them at the moment, which you can kind of see. But um, yeah, so still, let's get in. Oh, yeah, I think it's, it's still really good. Yeah, um, but let's get into the let's get into the. Spectacle that was NXT Takeover Philadelphia, um, which opened so, with a tag match for the NXT Tag Champions, undisputed, yeah. uh, defending right against the Office of Pain. Uh yes, they did. So um, Kyle O'Reilly, as good as they ever, strumming on the guitar, fantastic. Um, this was when it wasn't. It's so Hulk Hogan NWO. It's I so, it's so good. I love when he throws in the hop. It's really good. Um, <laughs> A non-grey Bobby Fish and Otters of Pain, flanked by Paul Ellering. I miss from... still be with them. I know yeah. it's been a long time, but they had added so much to him, you know. Mm. The reason he wasn't allowed, he's not able because cause travel issues. Um, apparently, he's quite he he has like illness or something, and he can't really travel um, much, um, not a lot in any way. Um, and he decided to when they went up to the main roster, it would be too frequent traveling because Takeover was like now and again, and the next was in the same place. Um, but yeah, um, and then his this is um, heel match, isn't it? You know. Yeah, I think so. But like the undisputed era, we're in that kind of like honeymoon period where everyone loved them. Um, where they still, they still are. Well, they, it's like you know, but they've yeah. been around for a good few months now at this stage. Yeah. So basically, they um, kicked off with a tag match, and I turned to Kieran straight away as soon as AOP came out and 
was like, how many times during the series are we going to look at each other and go, oh, look, there's that tag team who's pretty crap now <laughs> because of WWE booking, but uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. What do we, yeah. what did you, th- what did you think Raiders. of those? We saw the Viking Raiders. They appeared for a second. Or is there an own war machine? Yeah, fantastic. Um, speaking of them, congratulations to Sarah Logan and Raymond Rowe. Um, I don't know what he is now, uh, what his name is, but uh, Sarah Logan's pregnant. So congratulations. Pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a a very wholesome YouTube channel and a very wholesome YouTube video where she showed her parents that she was pregnant and stuff. Um, Yeah, so um, moving on. We had this opener. Um, It was, I thought it was, it was a slow builder. Putting tag matches, it really, it takes a bit to get into, but when it gets going, it does, you know? Yeah, it was, um, because I was telling Kira and I was like, because a lot of my, like, overriding emotions were like, they were going to get a really hot, fast tag match. We got a really good story here. I really enjoyed it. Um, what were the... There was. It's very hard to, like, pick out, like, certain spots because we watched it on Friday, obviously. And it's... Yeah. Um, just really good selling, obviously, by Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly makes everything look like death. Um, really good technical strikes. Um, Paul Ettering just looking on, like, as AOP just... What they did well was... They hit the. F- they weren't the best wrestlers at all. But- no, but I think it was more just like at that time, especially when they came in, everyone in the tag division was your smaller cruiserweight level person, and then you have these massive like heavyweights coming in. Like they weren't amazing in the ring, but they just added a bit more personality and something that was missing in the tag division, and that's what was you know exciting enough when they came in, even if their matches weren't top quality. Yeah, obviously, obviously, Kyle O'Reilly and Rob Bobby Fish, formerly known as like Red Dragon and ROH, now known as Air, were kind of the leaders in. Were like the I'd say they were the ones who made this match, and AOP just worked around them. Whereas, like, like I'd say, Undisputed Era took the lead in this match, and they kind of formulated. They they did all they did a lot of the work, and they just worked off the AOP and made them look like stars. Like they bounced off them like hell, made some sick back bumps, some serious power bombs. They like IOP. They sold really well. Yeah, it's just so good. It it, it just proves that like the the warm. Sorry, AOP. Sorry, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish are so good that they can have this good match. They they can carry people to a good match. They did the same with Sanity. Sanity weren't the best wrestlers either. They they just know how to like that. They're the two of the best. The Kyle O'Reilly's from a lot of people's money. One of the best wrestlers in the world. He just, yeah. he's able to, as well as, like, what we see is all the good attacks and stuff, but what he's able to do is kind of take the heat on, and then, uh, it was like, it's like Bret Hart back in the day when people are saying, like, he, our own Hart, he carried anyone to a good match. Like, he could have a good match, he could have a good match with a broom. They're not exactly, like, they're not dirt, like, they are good wrestlers. They are, they are good. When you're bringing them to the rest of NXT. Yeah, and but yeah, so they, they basically, Kyle O'Reilly bumped, it, bumped the shit off of AOP and made them look like absolutely fantastic and um, and then they had a screwy a really I love this finish um, it was a roller puzzle yeah it was yeah because it was the um, it was kind of like a they were basically out cold and Kyler was out cold and then uh, referee was distracted Bobby Fish uh, hit hit one of the AOP lads with um, an outside interference and then Kyler Riley with a desperation roll up it's really good because it kind of kind of swayed the crowd towards being like, oh, I'd love to see AOP get revenge on these dickbags for kind of like taking away their, their chance to win the belts. But yeah. um, overall, overall, it was a good match. It wasn't, the, wasn't my favourite NXT tag match of all time, takeover tag match of all time. But it was good. 
the takeover at Dallas one, like the revival uh, American Alpha. Yeah, we. There's a match. Yeah, we're gonna review that soon. But for, for what we were, for what um, like what we're talking about now, it was really, really good. About 22, 22 23 minutes long. Um, Kyle O'Reilly is definitely the star, as he is in a lot of matches. Um, and I, this match just further strengthened the my desire to see him as a singles wrestler. Because he'd be fucking great. Um, so yeah. Um, so on the era to retain the tag titles. Um, and as we've seen since, they've had a lot of success. Um, just oh, lost them a few months ago, right? Yeah. Um, but no, a very interesting opener, and we move on to match two, which if I'm not, which was. Who was number two? It wasn't the women's match. We watched this on. Vel- versus Cassius Ono. Vel- Velveteen Dream versus Cassius Ono. That's right. That is that. Is, yeah. This is the match on the card where we both like forgot this happened. We were like, oh shit. So the story. Much. He's done much better stuff. And Cassius Ono, he's, he's good, but he's not the most memorable of wrestlers, especially not if we're talking like an NXT takeover. Yeah, Chris Hero is, Chris Hero is like unreal yeah. on the indies, but Cassius Ono, for what he's worth, has... has how much personality and story this match had. Like, the just Velveteen Dream always seemed to, like, in an Attitude Era type of way, tailored the match structures, what he did, what he even wore, exactly to his opponent, coming oh, out was... like the boxing shorts or whatever. Even he, he fucking knocks out Cassius Ono for a few seconds. Like, and it's amazing to watch. It's like he's yeah, but... so... First thing is, um, Cassius Ono, basically the story is, I'm assuming, we, we didn't watch the build-up, but well, well, from the promo package, Cassius Ono is known as the knockout artist. Velveteen Dream is a, talking himself up, and he gets into the studio with Cassius Ono, and he's like, I've got to prepare really well. And you pointed out straight away, the gum shield, the little thing, the gum shield, where like the woman the woman puts the gum shield in the mouth. It's just so good. And that, that's Perfect. what I think Dream, he's very good in the ring, he, but he's not like great. But he makes yeah. up for it so much in these little character things. And given how creative his feuds tend to be, like look at your Alistair Black type of like feud, which was just amazing. Look what he did with Roderick Strong before he was injured or whatever. And he like he makes up for anything that he lacks in the ring with these little character moments. And it's so clear that he's a major voice pushing for these creative moments backstage. Like the guy yeah. is he gets unlike so many other people. Yeah, like the Rocky shorts. And it was a really, it was a re- good match. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We popped, we popped huge when we were watching this. When like they were, they were like locking up, and then all of a sudden, Velveteen Dream tries a right hook and knocks out Katia Sono. and says, so he, "He's like jumping around. He was jumping around like they do in fucking boxing matches." Yeah, literally. Yeah, it's like um, it's like when um, it's like when McGregor like landed a first punch on um. Or if someone like an underdog lands a punch on like Mike Tyson, for example, or like if it's it, it was it, the, and the crowd went insane. It was one of the biggest pops of the night. It was it was so quick after the match started, you know. It was yeah, it was it was brilliant, and then Velveteen Dream promised to knock him out in like thirty seconds or less. From memory, oh, I think that was yeah, going in. yeah, and then obviously quickly found out that like, he ran into like a freight train that was like Cassius Ono started like throwing some really cool stiff strikes and um, the spinning spinning boot that he does that just like and Velveteen Dream again selling is just fantastic um, Kyle O'Reilly versus Velveteen Dream what a match that would be oh if there were stakes up, yeah if there were stakes put behind that like that'd be pretty cool um, like not just like a throw away match like 
a storyline would be hilarious. Um, hilarious, funny. I see Dream, admittedly, as much as I do like him, I can't imagine him as like a main eventer. I think he's an upper mid Carter. Yeah. But I just with the title, I just don't see it. You know, I know he had he won the North American Championship, right? Did he? I think he did. Yeah, and I think it's one of his weaker and more forgettable periods. You know, I don't. I think he he's the type of wrestler who, you know, if he doesn't need a championship to create stories, and just having that in there, if anything, weakens the stories that he can create. Because without a championship, he's clearly forced to get creative and do these amazing things and clever gimmicks like. Yeah, um, and it was just okay, obviously Velveteen Dream won with the um, Purple Rainmaker um, and the Death Valley Driver, which I think is a great move. Um, mm. Sad to see him in a bit of tor- turmoil at the moment. Hopefully that can be sorted out. Obviously, if he is guilty, then we can't condone any of his what he did. Yeah. Um, but um, from what we're talking in the bubble that we're on right now and what we're talking about right now, it was a great match. We're going um, back to 20 yeah, and a match and a match we forgot about completely, um, but a great match. Um, I really do like Velveteen Dream versus the Fiend again. I'm just thinking of these matches getting distracted like fucking hell. Him and Demon so... Valor would be interesting if you want to oh, keep him in NXT for a bit. Him and Loomis, uh, mm. yeah, that would be interesting. Um, but like, no, I don't think they'd mesh well together because they're both kind of they're both kind of the same. Like in the way, like they're both kind of the same in the way that like they're both one of those mystique characters that could really like halt both of them if they went to a feud. Um, yeah, I I I I really this match was like a match that I completely forgot about and turned out being like my like not my least favorite match of the night, which was in, which is interesting because uh, throughout this we're gonna get matches that we forget about that we remember that we love that we're gonna end up like loving and probably talking about on the podcast for the next four months. Yeah, um, which, is, which is great about the series. Um. Uh, let's like go into a question before we go on to our next match um, because I asked for questions I asked for questions um, off a lot of people because God advice the community of podcasts you know yeah nice little community of podcasts and they duly obliged so from Headlock Headlock Talk Radio go listen to them go follow them they're really good um, they really really support us and really support a lot of podcasts so um, yeah um, their question is a lot has changed for NXT since this show, this seemed to be NXT heading into a golden era with so many big stars. What order? What an order? What needs to change for NXT now in order to reach a new golden era as this was? That's a kind of a double-edged sword. Are yeah. we? Are we not a golden? Are, are we not in the golden era right now? And what do we need to do? See, okay. First of all, I don't think this is NXT's golden era. I don't think no. Philly was its golden era. Its golden era to me is like Finn Balor. Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, Sami Zayn, when they're all on the same take of Mora. You know, that's when it had that true, you know, it's an underground show feel. Like everyone knew about NXT. Everyone's raving about NXT. But it wasn't the third brand just yet. I think what Philly started was more of its renaissance because it did, like, when Balor left and it was like Nakamura versus Bobby Roode and Drew McIntyre came in, you know, it was fine, but it oh, just yeah. wasn't good week to week, you know? The best thing about those was those tag matches, if I remember correctly. The tag matches were the best things, and then the storyline matches on the undercard. The main events weren't exactly great. I remember there being a string. I remember there being a string of. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I remember there being a string of main events that were severely underwhelming and left people being like, "Huh." Massively so. Yeah. No. They. It was. I don't know. It was a bit of a mess for a while. You know. I think Takeover Arrival, the first one at Neville, up to the end, which was Balor's last one. I think that that's your golden era of NXT. And then maybe from 
I guess Philly to even a couple of weeks ago, maybe Philly until maybe the Royal Rumble takeover or something would be its Renaissance era because there has been an admitted dip since those like it got great for ages and then AEW launched and it at first NXT went really, really hard and probably was the best show. Some of the best NXT episodes even that they've ever done. But that's not sustainable, obviously. As someone like AEW have learned, for example, their shows have been wavy in quality, and now NXTs have faltered a bit since then. Um, I think maybe since Survivor Series. Yeah. Now I'm going to say kind of out of that. Yeah, I'm going to say okay. And as I said, like the lead-on question is, how do we make it a golden era? Now I'm going to say something that might be controversial, and it it, it kind of it kind of plays in. I love both these characters. I really do. But NXT will not have a golden era if Killer Cross is champion and if Dexter Loomis is champion. Is not, champion. They are fantastic, so good. I really love their characters. I love them. In a but I really, really love the way the way that but Golden Era to me says classic matches, feuds with real like like 50-50, you don't know who's gonna win, babyface versus heel. Killer Cross and Dexter Loomis with belts just seem like, oh, the next challenger is going to get obliterated. Oh, the next challenger, he will get obliterated until you build to that. Until you, until you take in the fact that NXT takeovers, there's like five of them a year, maybe six. So I think going like it's not going to be as repetitive as having someone on a WWE main show where it's just every single month you're getting the same thing. I think with the takeovers, there's a bit more it might actually change this time because there's only mm. so many times a year they can do it, you know? That's a great question. What do we do to get into a golden air? Can My I, suggestion I'm... would be, I think it would ruin the fucking thing for a little bit, but it, it needs to be in the way that this new Renaissance... It needs to get worse before it can get better. I think you need to call up Keith Lee, um, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, all of the Undisputed Era. Um, Io Shirai, you need to call up essentially everyone and then you can start bringing in this new talent and let them make it their own. You know? That's the period where you, you could have Killer Cross as champion and kind of yeah. destroy a lot of people. Um, Escobar is really... Escobar has a lot of potential. I see a lot of potential in him to be like the main champion if he if once the cruiserweight thing is over. I really, yeah. really do. That might be a contract... Bree Zango as tag champs, that would be fucking great. Really good. Um, I there's there's like six or seven like NXT male stars on the top that have been floating around there for a, about two years. Like like the card we saw on NXT TakeOver Philadelphia, not too much of that roster has changed up till now. And it's like two years later or even yeah, more. We, we used to get like that kind of good champion after good champion now and then like a new breed comes in new breed comes in like a like a kind of conveyor belt but it's kind of stemmed since they've been called the official third brand um which is weird because it's not why because it has been so successful but i just think if you want a brand new era of new stars or whatever you just need to get rid of all the current ones call them up and give it a restart even if it is really dodgy at first we've seen them come back from worse like you know yeah um, I, I'd like Kyle O'Reilly as a bit with the big boy belt. I just see I'll that. Raw comes back on like stadiums. They're gonna call the Spirit Arrow. Have all four. I know. Big angle. I know. 
I know. Kyle O'Reilly's a main eventer. I don't know if many people who watch NXT think he's just a tag team player. No, he was. He fought Adam. Him and Adam Cole. Most people watching this will know, but I don't think you'll know. Here, Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor World Championship, Wrestle Kingdom Eleven, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly. Wrestle Kingdom, really? Yep. Wow. They fought each other for the belt. Um, and there's also a tag match on YouTube with Adam Cole and Roddy Strong versus Red Dragon, which is Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, which is really good as well. Um, so yeah, there is definitely potential for a Kyle O'Reilly singles run. Whether to go back to the golden era, um. Geez, that's a really good question. <laughs> just, who do we have? Who do we have underneath? Um, Throw name. Walter. Give Tyler Bate, Walter, Pete Dunne proper opportunities, you know? Yeah. And the title. Yeah. Although I think uh, Walter's problem is he more just doesn't want to move to America. Yeah. Um, who else could we have? Pete Dunne as champ. Oh, Pete. Actually, yeah, there we go. Pete Dunne as NXT champion. Um, uh, who else? Pete, yeah, just... It's a really tough question. We're not like experts, but we're, we've given our best shot there. Kieran's suggested a clear out. I've suggested that Killer Cross is going to be fantastic, but it's not going to bring a golden era. It's going to bring an era of dominance. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's really... That's that was, uh, done with our first question. We've got about three, so we'll intersperse them into our matches. But match number three, which is a singles match for the women's title, and it was between Ember Moon and Shayna Baszler, because, okay, so, interesting enough, during this, we were like, who the hell did Ember Moon went off? And we saw that there was a takeover Fatal 4-Way at War Games between Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Asuka, and Nikki Cross. Sorry, Peyton Royce, uh, uh, Kyrie Sane, Nikki Cross, and Ember Moon. Which, yeah. we, which struck us quite surprisingly, because that just... I remember they had those like last man standing matches and kind of a lot of stuff going on. They had some great matches. But it just didn't strike me as a takeover women's match. I think that was their kind of transitional period that they were going through. Um, um and it, and then was for I don't know, a takeover women's match, like when they kind of pulled up all the four horsewomen, it took a long time for them to rebuild their women's division. And it's only in the last few months that we've seen like they easily have the best women's division probably in the world. Yeah. Um but in terms of this match, this is basically Shayna Baszler's um kind of emergence because um Ember Moon was like I'll defend this against anyone and then I think Shayna Baszler came out on stage and choked out Kyrie Sane. I think um, if I remember correctly Jesus, I'm so tired. Apologies everyone. Um Shayna Baszler was on a tear, I'm pretty sure, and she was catching the eye but she wasn't in the title picture kind of way. And yeah. um, I think then she choked out Kyrie Sane and caught Ember Moon's attention and that's what led to the match. Um so yeah, Ember Moon came in as champion, and um, it was a good match. It, like, a, it wasn't a memorable, it wasn't the best match on the card, but it was a really, really solid match, and it showed Shayna Baszler. It kind of sowed the seeds for how good, like, of a ring general Shayna Baszler is the way she commands the ring. That's like the best thing about Shayna Baszler. Her like ring, like ring awareness and ring presence is really big time. It's like you, you, you can tell she's like, "This is my ring, and you're not leaving it without tapping out." Which is really good for these kind of matches, but I don't know what you what you felt. That's what I felt like. The Shayna Baszler was like, "This is my ring, and nobody's leaving until someone's dead." <laughs> like literally. That's kind of always been her thing, and in recent, like I, I remember watching takeovers when they were coming out, and just not enjoying her matches at all. But I've come around on her a lot more since then, and she definitely isn't exactly at her peak in this match. She has a fair mm. bit, to, but like that potential and that swagger is there. She was very I, I green. She was very green. 
she's much more of a character than she is a wrestler. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think it works for the brand. And I, I don't know how smart a decision it was to give her the title for a year soon after this, but, you know, uh, it was an okay match. It was fine. Ember's mm. okay. She's a great Ember finisher, but... Uh, amazing finisher. Um, I remember Stone Cold tweeting out, like, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, when, he, when she hit that. But um, too bad Vince is really cool on Shayna Baszler, which is really annoying. I mean, apparently he's just given up on her. Apparently he's like, go away. <laughs> really, I, like, a, that's what we're here for. Which is frustrating, but... Yeah. Um... Uh, this match, this finish was like um, I'm pretty sure it was it was a very Shayna Baszler match finish. I think she was in the she was in the Kurafuda and I think Ember got like the like lent back and pin like roll up and pinned her. If I'm not wrong, I, I'm convinced that that was. Um, I think that, that was it. I think there was it, it was definitely not a clean finish, and uh, Shayna Baszler was really angry. She then beat up Ember Moon after the match, um, which set up another feud, which we'll probably talk about in future episodes. Um, but yeah, this is just a solid, solid match in the middle of the card. I'm surprised this didn't go on second last, and for reasons we'll talk about later, because the last two matches are just like 100 miles an hour. Um, See, like, the, the entire structure of the card has always just been like, no matter what the placement in on the is on the card, people just go out and do the best that they can. And somehow, it's like the NXT TakeOver crowds, I've always praised, because they're the only ones that'll like stay hot for that long. Of American crowds, they're easily the best crowd. Yeah, the, the crowds in general at sporting events don't have big attention spans, so you got to do something to kind of yeah keep them it interested. Is there like you know excitement levels for the next day? To be honest, because they're mm. still exhausted. What was your favorite um, like crowd losing interest moment? And in, just in, if there's if it's not wrestling, yeah, crowd like losing interest, just like crowd just like giving up on something. I don't have any favorites because like the I know they're the not good. Yeah, losing interest are just like. Seth Rollins, like Dolph Ziggler, yeah. You know, like of, I did that. I, I, I think it's really disrespectful, and I, I really don't like that. At yeah, all. Well, and look who's in the main event of Extreme Rules in a few weeks. Yeah, uh, give the fans what they want. Vince. Like, <laughs> the biggest crowd losing interest moment that annoyed me was probably there was a Royal Rumble. Like it might have been last year, the year before, and it was Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. It was horrible placement in between the Rumbles, but there was just oh, no yeah. noise. 70,000 people there. and It just kind of made me sad. It was a great match as well. It, was a it wasn't a great match, but it was solid-like. And those yeah. are two of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. Um, right. Sorry about our brief um, our brief talk about that match. It was just like a solid match. It was... It is. It was. It did exactly what it said on the tin. It built Shayna Baszler up to be this protected or she didn't lose... She didn't lose... Yeah. Anything to talk about, you know? <laughs> Um, but to be fair, we got a question in relation to this match um, from T3 Network, our good, boys at the, our good boys at the T3. Um, they are doing some fantastic work in the moment, including, I don't know if you noticed, Karen, but they had an interview with Cody Rhodes. Um, yeah, which like that's a massive get. Listen to that. Huge, huge get. And they are going to be our next guests on the T on the um, TakeOver, take, uh, TakeOver Throwbacks. We're going to have them on for the next one. Um, I'm pretty convinced we're settled on a show because we're going by natural kind of progression until we until we can go back a bit further and go into like 2017 and stuff but um yeah so they ask great event to start with um thanks boys <laughs> so our question is from this event who should have made a bigger impact after they were brought up to the main roster ember moon or aop because unfortunately neither did boys you hit the nail on the head um 
for my money, I think. When, when did Ember? Oh, she was. She, oh yeah, what? She was Nia Jax's surprise tag team partner. Um, when? The, the, Nia Jax won the. Nia Jax won that fail four way when she was in that bully storyline with Alexa Bliss. When the Hardys came back? Yeah, yeah, twenty seven. Okay. I mean, so like not long after this, I suppose. I think she loses the title at the next takeover, and that's it. Yep. Um, I think AOP. AOP. I think yes, in a like dire need than the women's division, especially right now. Um, both women's divisions are fine, I think, for the most part. Who who's the champion on Raw? It's Oscar, right? Yeah. Yeah. And for a Oscar while, Bruce, yeah. year, Becky, and it was doing really fine. Um. And then we have an interesting Sasha Bailey storyline that seems like it's going to explode at um, SummerSlam. Whereas the tag divisions on both shows are a bit of a mess, always. Like the New Day, they're like the longest. I think they tweeted out WWE. They're the longest like stable in WWE history. It's been like six years or something. Like that's how much they've needed them. They can't break them up. They're tag they've champs. And else the whole time. Yeah, they're tag champs. Jesus, um, fuck hell. Um, but yeah, let me put it this way: Ember Moon was always going to fall into the pack because it's the women's division. There's so many of them. She wasn't going to like be like that dominant champion. Like she wasn't. She's not Charlotte Flair. Sorry, sorry to put it bluntly, but she's not Charlotte Flair. Um, um, Just she's not as good as the four horsemen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, better, better put. But AOP came in as a machine. Like, literally came in as these lads who will beat the crap out of you and would take your belts. And it just never happened. I think there are more victims of consistent injuries. Because, like, one of them yeah. got an injury and then both off TV. Then they come back for, like, two weeks and the other one gets an injury. And it was just, it was really unfortunate for them. Yeah, how did they debut again? I think it was, it was either um, a Raw after WrestleMania or it was, like, a superstar shakeup. I don't think it was anything major. It was... It's one of the ones where, like, I know, I know the Superstars are fun and everything, but I think it also kind of ruins stages because yeah, they're I, all like, there's like five at one night. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, um, Double E need to cut out the uh, seven week squash match shit when a new team comes up. Have them I, come out and I make remember when they did it with Strowman, and then Strowman looked amazing with it, you know? Yeah, they did it with Knight as well, and then it kind of helped her build momentum. I think sometimes it works, but at this, it's getting to a stage where it happens like twice or three times in one show. You yeah. know, um, the Authors of Pain debuted with Paul Ellering to beat up Heath Slater and Rhino on the Raw for Mania. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, AOP should have been tag champs and should have held them for a long time. Paul Ellering staying could have helped them. Um, really could have helped them. Um, he Fortunate was great. decision, but like, yeah, well, yeah. it was for him. Yeah, he was a great manager. I think the storyline was he just left. He just like left. He walked out on them. Is what happened. There was one I match guess, where like he just walked out on them. And then Drake Maverick was their manager for a bit. Oh yeah. And then he pissed himself. Um. Classic. Yeah, classic Drake Maverick. But yeah, um, that's really sad. Um, thanks for that question, T three. Um, but yeah, um, AOP definitely should have done a lot better. Yeah, thanks for the questions. But we move on. Sorry for the low energy today. I've been in work and it's quite... Uh, we've been just trying to get the, um, the fucking audio to work. Uh, How many more we'll, questions? Do we have like... We have like... 
two more, I think. Awesome, yeah. cool. Yeah, we two I like more. So we'll yeah, I like this. I, I love this. I'm just I'm sorry for my um oh we just got another one. Fuck now. Um uh, I'm sorry yeah, I'm sorry we just um I've just sorry for the low energy, I'm just very tired, but um I'll have more energy for the next one. I promise. I um scream this microphone or else I'll bleed everyone's ears, so I am also sorry. <laughs> Yeah, um, sorry for talking over each other and the audio gets muffled. We're just trying to get used to using We're trying to get back to our normal. We'll probably get Zoom next time, which is good. Uh, but um, enough rambling from us. Let's get on to what we can, uh, the next match, which is my fair match of the night. Yeah. Yeah. Adam Cole versus Alistair Black in an Extreme Rules match. So just, just to set the stage, an NXT Extreme Rules match, because they're different. Um, just to set the stage, basically, um, for what's to come later on tonight, or later on in the show or the main event um, spoiler alert there was a fatal four way there was kind of muffling going on between Ad- Ad- Alistair Black and the Unsweet Era and then there was a fatal four way to determine the number one contender for the Andrade's NXT title and um, Alistair Black was cost the chance to get uh, to become the number one contender by, by Adam Cole because he felt aggrieved about something that happened before we obviously don't know it from the root but that's what I got yeah. from the promo package and then it was kind of like a blood it was kind of like he kind of kicked Adam Cleese, black mass Adam Cole in the face and it got to the point where they're like extreme roads. This match was fantastic. Really good. Really so, like this is why you watch takeovers, you know? Yeah. It started off hot. Started off really good strikes. Alistair Black doing that thing where I talk here and I literally when Alistair Black does that backflip and sits into like his like little thing, I'd have to like maneuver my legs to cross my legs. That man is <laughs> fucking brilliant. He's so good. Um and he's and he been outside, and he starts like throwing in chairs and stuff, you know. Yeah, he just—it's uh, kind of typical. Extreme you kind of start—you start throwing in chairs, and then they kind of um, Adam calls out to the table, um, like two tables on the on in line with one of the corner posts, and you're like, oh, Adam calls definitely going through them, so we leave them for a while. Um, we had like trash um bin spots, usual. Um, we had some really cool strikes. Um, throws Cole off a top rope onto a garbage can, and then yeah. he fuck, hits him with a bicycle kick. Really fantastic stuff. Yeah, and then we obviously see that Adam Cole's inner thighs cut open. I think he was crotched on the top rope and kind of hit one of the metal bits. I think that's what happened. But it, um, big, but it was enough that there was consistent blood on both men for a bit. Yeah, so um, sorry if the sequence is wrong. Well, basically, we got to a point where they were on the top rope. They were kind of messing. They were kind of beating the crap out of each other and all of a sudden um, they were messing they were messing around by um, they were just beating the crap out of each other and then I think they were on the top rope and then they got off for a minute and then they got back on and Alistair Black was throwing a chair and all of a sudden Adam Cole hits him with the sweetest super kick I've probably ever seen and Alistair Black just falls back like that kind of just like falling back motionless straight through a table two tables brilliant the two tables that Adam Cole set up actually worked. Believe it or not. Um, that's why NXT is different. If that was the main roster, the person who set them up would have been gone through life. Um, we're, they're underground. Um, but uh, yeah, so they, Alistair Black's gone through the tables um, and they, um, Adam Cole's on top. And then, we're gonna, well, let's just talk about that spot because it's my, one of my favorite spots. It's just amazing. So basically, Adam, it's re- and it's really good. This Death Valley driver. Yeah, so Adam chairs like the the tops of them that have been set up to like face the backs of each other. Yeah, but what happened before that was actually really good as well. I don't know if you caught this, but Adam Cole set them up towards each other as if he's going to do that stereotypical thing where like you put them together and power bomb someone through them. Yeah, 
But then he like look takes like looks up at it for a minute, and then you hear the light. You see the light bulb, and he turns them back to each other and kind of caresses them like my precious kind of thing. Goes over to pick up Alistair Black. Alistair Black picks him up and land and lands this death by driver's care and stuff straight on the thing. And it didn't help that there was straight on the top of the chairs, like the ridge. And it didn't help that they did a um, uh, in slow motion replay. And Adam Cole lands straight in the middle of his back. Like, they didn't move. They didn't bend at all. They stayed one hundred percent fucking solid. Yeah. Next time someone oh. tell, next time someone starts giving me shit about wrestling, I'm gonna show them that clip. And say, do you want me to do that to you right now? Like, even if I did it on plastic chairs, you'd be fucking in bits. I'm yeah. Not, like, even even if you did that on just, like, pl- like normal plastic deck chairs, that'd fucking hurt. That was brilliant. And Adam Cole sold a, like, like, cry, like, kind of, like, doing that, like, kind of cry desperation thing. You Like, you'd see him just absolutely in agony. Um, Which, whatever. People love doing the twitches now. Yeah, looking at his hands, twitching, looking at his hands, looking at you, Johnny. Um, but yeah, um, so then they went to, obviously, we had the Undisputed Air running. Yes. Um, and they ran in, they started beating the crap. And then Sanity came out of nowhere and started beating the crap out of um, Undisputed Air to get them out of there. Take over or what? I cannot remember. They debuted, um, I don't know, I think, no, they, 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 they did that thing where like they had the vignettes for eight weeks. Mm. And, and then they debuted. But basically, I think at this point they were uh, set up at a table. Um, they were kind of set up at a table, and then all of a sudden the Undisputed Era run in as Adam Cole's about to get put to the table, and then Sanity run in, and um, they clear a clear house. And then um, I think what what was the table spot? There was they were on a toolbox. Was it a Meteora by Alistair Black to the table? I think it was. Was it? A, it was. A, yeah, it was a double knees through through Cole through the table. I'm convinced that was what it was. Um, it was a double foot stomp. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Remember now. Yeah. Jumping double foot stomp through the table. Um. So I, 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 fair play, Adam Cole. He took death tonight. That night. Yeah. Um. And then he gets a chair. He swings it at Black, but then Black Man out of nowhere. Yeah, he swings at Black, and I think. Uh. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, just yeah, he desperation move. Black Mass. One, two, three. Brilliant match. So good. Really, really good. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. It was, it was my, I, I, I preferred it to the main event, just personal, personal taste. But um, we'll get on to the main event in a minute. We're just gonna answer um the last few questions um of what we have. Um, lay the pod down. Um, ask shout out to lay the pod down. Go listen to them. Um, I thought, that was, I thought it was someone telling us to end it. <laughs> yeah, lads, go keep. Oh, from 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 uh, lads, just go and die. Oh, whoops. <laughs> well, Kieran, we gotta go. <laughs> um, but um, who had the best takeover entrance of all time? Oh, it's Balor. Come on, gotta be. People Which love one? the root, but Balor, yeah, Balor with like his chainsaw and stuff. Balor's like London one where he's dressed as like Jack the Ripper. Come I on. don't know when he's swinging that chainsaw around. It's just uh, mm. oh, come on, it's come cool. on, it's everything and like he does it in time with the music. That was cool. That was I, cool. I really love Bobby Root on the piano. Yeah, but it's like, come on. No, yeah. no. Finn Balor, Demon Entrance, any one of them. Any one of them beats fucking that one. Yeah, okay, we'll give, we'll give a shout-out to Bobby Rizzo as well. Pretty good one. Um, what else is there? Just, just... Well, is either his first one, which was amazing, and the, or the one with the violin. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, what else is there? Um, there were other ones. Um, 
they're NXT general generally don't do those like amazing big special entrances. Unless you know? Velveteen Dreams had a few good ones. Which ones though? They're kind of just just the just the different like I like the I know it's not a big entrance, but it's like the little things in his entrances that like customize the matches. Um yeah, so Finn Balor and Bobby Roode are the two to come to mind. And Drew McIntyre and the bagpipes. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, thanks for the question, lads. Um Kieran's a big baller mark, by the way, so I am surprised he didn't say baller to win the title. Our friend Dylan um met Finn Balor. I just found out about the other day. Isn't that um, amazing? Dylan Dylan W. I don't want to say his full name. I don't know oh. why. Oh shit! You met, you met just you met Finn Balor. Didn't know who he was, or was he? Oh yeah, wait, he was a wrestling fan. Fuck. Yeah, he was. Completely forgot that. Best thing ever. Yeah. Um. Fucking. I. I. I'm fucking. Ye- wow. Fucking <laughs> tape. And now it's looking more and more likely it's going to be cancelled. I know. Uh, too bad. Um. Sad. Me too. Sad. Fuck off. I'm buzzed for it. I really want to watch it. Yeah, I'm running on fumes tonight. I really apologize for my performance. I'm. I'm feel. How bad this is today, but we're going to keep going because it's a good. It's really, it's a good. It's a. So I, I've loved recording this episode. I just don't have the energy. I just don't have the energy right now. But we're going to move on to the next question, who is okay. from Matt G, Matthias Black of Rise Pro. Really good podcast. Go listen to that. Um, illustrious MG Forty on Twitter. Um, this is a slightly different question. Who's had the best performance in Takeover history? Are we talking one single Takeover or combined? Yeah, like yeah. No, who's had the best single performance in Takeover history? Single. Oh. Hmm. The the Survivors. What was it? War Games. That one. Yeah, really, really good. Um, but it it takes two to tango. So we, I, I don't think it's a singles match. It's got to be from one of the War Games match. Ricochet in the War Games match. Was eh, really, I really remember it. So I, uh, I wouldn't. I don't know. Um. Who else? Oh god, this is really good. Um, Ripley was yeah, ri- yeah. To be fair, I'm not gonna disagree. Ripley had a fantastic war games match, um, didn't it? You know, it made her a star for a bit. Did make her a star. It was really good. Um, we could say Johnny Gargano and Champa would have takes two to tango, so we couldn't pick out a single performance. Have there been any Iron Man matches in NXT? Oh, maybe the Bailey, Bailey and Sasha. Yeah, At, maybe. And I and I would give the edge to Sasha on that one. Because of her heel work was so good. Um, yeah, Bailey just kind of Bailey was great as well. But Sasha with the, like the Bailey girl, who I will Make not. Her cry. Yeah, it was just unbelievable. Maybe that then, fantastic. Um, fun fact: the Bailey Bailey's girl. Ever since Bailey turned heel, she's a heel manager on the Indies. I like that. I like that she's like working on the Indies now. That really entertains me. Shave sides. Um, huh. yeah, has her own merch. I, I, yeah, that's really on. weird. I'm gonna see her someday, that'd be cool. Fair, uh, fair play to her. Um, but yeah, um, really some amazing performances through the years. Adam Cole at the ladder match, super kick party was or don't call it super kick, super kick just frenzy was fucking great. Yeah. Really, really good performance. And he worked two matches that night. We're gonna get on, yeah, actually, yeah, Adam oh, yeah. Cole were, yeah. Adam Cole. Adam Cole working two matches in one night on TakeOver New Orleans. That's my answer. Yeah. Um, which we will be... Yeah, which spoiler we will be, work, we will be, um, we will be um, reviewing next. 
we're going to be reviewing yeah. Takeover New Orleans next with the T3 boys. Um, yeah, some guy just commented that he agrees that he, I didn't I didn't send a message, but he said um, London they brought Bailey out to Will You Be My Girl. Oh yeah. Oh. Um, and then Demon coming out with Jack the Ripper. Yeah, agreed. From Kieran. Um, is there yeah, any? I think there might be one more question. Um, what takeover fine. crowd outside of Full Sail was the best? The big but wow, Dallas. First I ever, the first fight ever for, fight forever chant. I would say it's either Dallas, um, London, or what was the other one that sprang to mind? I don't know. Was it? But the thing is, can I can I say like, do you remember when Nakamura and Zayn were just staring at each other? Yeah, and everyone's losing their minds. And so, then they yeah, had, that was then. Yeah, it was the best ever fight. Fight Forever, the first time it was done, was unreal. Goosebumps. It's been dug into the ground, buried into the ground since. But that first one was so special. For that reason, Dallas is the answer. So, thank yeah. you for your... Sorry, I Yeah, Dallas is your answer. Um, thank you for your... Um, At the end, that was, that was the one where, like, Samoa Joe couldn't keep fighting, right? They had to keep checking his eye. Oh yeah, I think his eye was shut. Yeah, in that in that, um, that show. Yeah, but um, thank you for to get show podcast. That's actually a good name for comedy wrestling podcast. Um, shout out to those guys. Thank you for all your questions, everybody. That was really really fun. Um, uh, the interaction is fantastic at the moment. Um, I think that's all our questions. If I'm not um, wrong, I'll just go back and see if there was any from the other night. Um, no, that's our all our questions. Thanks for. Uh, Thanks for uh, helping us um, pad out the podcast with some really good questions and some different, like me and Kieran obviously had different opinions on a few of them, which is good because if we agree, then it's not going to be a, a, a media episode. So we'll get on to our main event now, which um, Kieran, what was our main event? Johnny Gargano, Andrade Cien Alma. Yes. Uh, what a match. Um, the first... Uh, I don't want to read too much into Meltzer because Meltzer is Meltzer. If you either like him or you hate him. Um, but the first ever five-star match since Punk Cena at Money in the Bank 2011. Um, at that moment, there's been another one since, I think. Um, but, um, yeah. So basically, the story is that Andrade was kind of struggling in the mid-card because he was a face. He was like a do-good, good guy. And Selena got hold of him and was like, man, you need to dig back into your like Eddie Guerrero kind of he strikes me as Eddie Guerrero every time I see him in the ring. Everyone's always said that. Yeah, but... he just gives me those vibes. He 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 he, he does the three amigos as well. Um, but yeah. Um, you secretly this ring is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, okay, no secret anymore. Moving on. Um, yeah, no, everyone hated Andrade when he was a fucking face. Yeah. And then turns and all of a sudden everyone's loving him. I, I was the one person who really liked him when he was a face. I remember his takeover debut. I was like, this guy's great. And then going fight? on to like... Who, who did he fight against? Ty Dillinger? Or who was it? He, he was in a month. Was he in what's the month? No, no, no. He was like opened the show against someone. It might have been at Brooklyn. Oh, um, who, who was? It was a... Oh, oh we'll look it up later. Uh, fuck it. Um, we're not, um, but yeah. Um, so basically, Johnny Gargano was on a losing... After DIY broke up um, in Chicago... Johnny was on like a big losing streak. He kept losing matches, just losing and losing. Um, he lost some really. He lost to Pete Dunne on mm. the on the on the NXT episode after War Games that they taped at the arena. 
Um, and he was just in a bit of a rut. And um, I think he just said, like, just give me a match. And Andrade was, like, laughing. I'm like, what the hell? You're, like, you're washed up. You're shit. <laughs> kind of. And then Gargano, Gargano started, Gargano started, like, winning matches. He started going on a roll. Started winning again. Started getting the fire back in his stomach. And um, he was a fail four-way that Alistair Black was taken out of by uh, Adam Cole, in which Johnny Gargano won and was the number one contender, which is um, which is where we lead to Philadelphia. And this match just so good, so clean. It's the first five-star match from Dave Meltzer, who I know doesn't mean too much, and it's just one man's opinion, but obviously it holds some weight since Punk Cena, right? Yeah, I, I I said that at the start. I don't know if you remember, but yeah, it's it's it, that that's a big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. Personally, um, I've never bought into the hype behind this match, <laughs> but it's cool that other people do. You know, it is it it kind of became that archetypal, archetypal, whatever. However you pronounce that word. Um, send put it put put the uh, phonetics in the comments for Kieran, please. They're all very much this like finisher spam type of thing, and it's only in recent takeovers that they've kind of overdone it i think they managed to keep like a fairly sustainable balanced level on it up until recently and this to me is kind of the start of that style of main event for takeover yeah um i really enjoyed it but i just enjoyed adam culver's Alistair blackmore um this match started off with kind of a few technical like honestly there was it was i think the one comment i told i, I said to kieran it was just so clean the best thing, the best part of this match, it was, it was just everything was done like really well, but it just didn't, like, it didn't hit. Like when you're obviously when you go in with expectations as we did, because we it's like two years old, it just didn't hit that kind of high that we were expecting. But it was really, really good match. Um, there's some really, really good storytelling where like Johnny, 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 uh, Andrade was working out with the back, um, basically trying to weaken up Johnny so he could hit the hammerlock DDT. And it was just, yeah, he was, um, he, Johnny was trying to, trying to keep, he got his fire in, he was doing the, um, the, I remember, remember the spear, the slingshot spear that he hit was thunderous. That was, un, yeah. that was the bet. That was literally so clean and so fast. Fantastic. Um, is there anything else that you picked down this match that you enjoyed the pros of this match as opposed to it not being your favourite? Um, I like Selena's interference thing. I've always kind of liked that. I think yeah. she only costs him the title, doesn't she? Yeah, she kind of distracts him um, without, like, without really... She did the hurricane ran into the steps, but that wasn't the end of the match. Um, the near fall towards the end where Andrade thought he had a one. Um, yeah. Johnny Lofton. Oh, yeah, that the Ray jumps in, yeah. Uh, babyface, non-purple Candice LeRae jumps in and beats the crap out of Selena Vega. Um, then um, Gargano locks in the Gargano escape and Andrade manages to get to the rope um, with his foot so basically saved himself um, by the skin of his teeth um, yeah. and um, it ended with yeah it was basically a hammerlock DDT um, that put him to bed because Selena kind of distracted him on the outside um, but like once the smoke cleared and Andrade left Gargano had this kind of like really nice moment where like the crowd was electric. They were like screaming his name. It was kind of, it was a kind of a symbol of Johnny Gargano's takeover career pre what we know now, where it was like he had these amazing matches come up just short. 
where like when he was in DIY, they come out just short and then they and they kept having these standing ovations even though they lost. And they won the big one and they had a big roar. And his singles career, he kept coming up short, kept coming up short, and they kept kept, kept cheering him on, kept cheering him on. And then he won the big big title, and then they had the big blow off. So that was kind of like what Johnny was was in NXT. He was Johnny Takeover, but he didn't win many Takeover matches. We gotta forget. We gotta remember that. Um, so yeah, he had a big moment here, and the crowd was pretty wild, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Of course yeah, it was. Like, like, there, there was like been waiting for that for ages, like. Yeah, so they go up to the me at this point. Me and Karen were like, "We're really tired. Let's go to bed." So we turned off the um, NXT. I'm sorry, we turned off the um, the Discord, um, and we um, which has been broken since. So you kind of say what happened next kind of broke our Discord. So fuck you, Champa. Spoiler: um, Johnny goes up to the um, ramp. Johnny goes up to the ramp and is getting this like applause, and Candice is in his arms. And then I just clicked. I remember, oh shit, I remember. And all of a sudden you hear the crowd and all of a sudden crutch into the back. Champa's there with the crutch. Dickhead Champa destroys Johnny Gargano on the, and stares down him. And I remember, I was like, they're booing Champa. I, I, I can't remember the time when Champa was just a straight up heel. When it was really, really fucking great. And that was the build up to, um, yeah, but that was a shock. Did you, did you still have it on when you turned off the Discord? Yes, of course. It's like, I don't know, like... It's a, it was a great moment. It was a good twist at the time. They have the classic NXT, like they flash up the um, trademark logo or whatever, and you're like, oh, he's back. Yeah. Um, and it was like, it was like, oh shit, we're going to get it. The hype, we're, we're, we're moving on to next week or the week after, where we have NXT TakeOver New Orleans, where we're going to review with the T3 boys, which is going to be a really cool, really cool episode. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, it's going to be really fun. Um and um, Champa and Gargano, the hype for that was unreal. I remember building up to that match, being like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be fucking amazing!" Like it was just insane. What what were you? Are you looking forward to reviewing this next show? Because I think it's. I I I I just remember the card, and I cannot wait. I only know that one match from it that I can remember. Oh, two matches, the ladder match and everything. And we have. Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly versus Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong in the Dusty Classic final as well. Yeah. So yeah, cannot wait for that. But Gargano loses the, loses the match, gets a stand ovation, and then gets stabbed in the back again by his um, his former brother, Tommaso Ciampa, to end the card. So Kieran, how would you rate this takeover in terms of out of... Um, look, for me, it's not the longest one. I... I, I... I, I think the strongest ones are when they've blended their personality and the in-ring style, which would be more that Finn Balor era, even if it is a bit more developmental and you might have one or two matches that are duds. I mm-hmm. think overall it's a better product. So this, like, I've, I've always thought these takeovers, like, really fantastic in the ring, but like, there is always some point in them where I'm like, all right, it's just another takeover match. Like, it's in my yeah. head, it's very, very hard to differentiate, differentiate any individual takeover card from one another at this stage because it is they a lot of them really do feel and look the exact same mm-hmm. so this would probably for me be maybe the, the upper half of the middle i give it a i give it a eight out of ten i thought you're gonna what? say six i was like okay that's a bit mean <laughs> no i give it i give it an eight out of ten there's no uh, bad take the worst is a six the best yeah. is a ten so the best match are we agreeing that the best match was adam cole versus alistair black for our taste oh 
Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Kieran, Kieran just cut out there. Do you agree, Kieran? Yes, of course I do. Easily. Oh, yeah. yeah, so we are unanimous for once. Me and Kieran agree. Jesus. The, even the computer was shocked. It cut out Kieran because it didn't want him to agree with me. <laughs> Lapsing on him. That's literally what it was like. It was like, whoa, 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 lads. Just, like, calm down for a minute. Let me cut this computer out. Why is Kieran and Rain agreeing on this one? Settle down. Think about your priorities. So, yeah. What does it mean? The future of the podcast. Uh, think about the future of the podcast. Thanks, computer. You piece of shit. Um, it really oh, is. Wow. Um, it is. I need to get a new computer. Hopefully, the quality of the podcast will go up once I get a new computer for college. Um, but, yeah. And um, I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to spring a little thing on you because, we, as we, as you all know, we do a thing on the Holly Wrestling Podcast called uh, the MVPs where we give our like MVP of the week or the month or whenever we whenever we feel like it, um, which is like we're never going to – we never stick to a schedule, so it is whenever we feel like it. But who was your takeover Philadelphia MVP? Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, I'd um, have to agree. His bumps in that match and – Taking that bump on the chair deserves everything. He deserves to be knighted. It's an it's a Adam Cole match. It's not an Alistair Black match. You know, Alistair is the one I think of when I think of the match. You know. Yeah, it was so good. I think Adam Cole deserves. I think we're gonna have Adam Cole a lot on this list. But um, yeah, Adam Cole is the MVP of this um takeover. So I hope you enjoyed this new um new segment we are debuting. I'm really I want to apologize again. I really hope you enjoyed. I apologize for the low energy. There will be a lot more energy next week when I'm not in work three days in a row and refreshed um, but um, Kieran it's um, time to take it home um, I have been your host Kieran Brennan with me as always my co-host has been a very tired man I just forgot man is going to go to bed now Rain. and as we say at the end of every episode of the Holy Wrestling Podcast Adam, Adam Cole baby Jesus we were so fucking on the same page there it was beautiful <laughs> love you all what else?